Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. The rules are very simple. So that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. As 2019 draws to a close, as we draw near to the final day of 2019, I cannot believe that we are dealing with impeachment hoax syndrome. You heard me right, folks. Impeachment Hoax Syndrome, or IHS. Now, I know that doesn't sound like a legitimate medical condition, but you know what? It's a mental condition. See, one of the sad realities is that this whole impeachment hoax will not go away in 2019. 
It will, however, continue in 2020. And I think it's damn ridiculous. And quite frankly, I'm getting tired of it. Because no matter what channel I turn on, it seems the impeachment dominates still. So that seems to be the current problem. Or is it? Well, let me lay out something for you. If you live in New York, Rockland County, Muncie, New York, over the weekend, a synagogue was attacked by an African-American man who may or may not have mental illness issues. Well, quite frankly, anyone who goes into a church with a machete to stab parishioners is not run with a full deck of cards. They're just not playing with a full deck at all. I mean, let's face the reality. There is no sane reason at all for going into a church with a machete unless you plan on taking a bunch of people's lives. Well, that church happened to have armed security, and thank God for that. The Democrats want to continue adding gun control laws, tying the hands of law-abiding citizens left and right. It's like, come on, get a clue, Democrats. Look at what's happening. And it doesn't matter if they don't use a gun. It doesn't matter if they don't use a car. They can always get their hands on a machete or a knife. Yeah. See, these Democrats think that taking away a person's gun rights by limiting the type of weapon, limiting the magazine, limiting the amount of bullets is going to solve the fucking problem. Well, guess what? It ain't going to solve the fucking problem. It's only going to make things harder on law-abiding citizens like you and I. Now, there is no logical reason to do that to any legal gun owner. But in New York, they did it with the SAFE Act. Look at what they did in California with some of the laws up there. Hmm. Well, it just gets crazier and crazier, loonier and loonier. That's why I'm glad I will eventually one day, by the grace of God and if the creek don't rise, get the fuck out of New York. Now, having said that, over the weekend in Muncie, New York, a rabbi, his home defiled. At least five or six people in the home stabbed. Yeah, it wasn't a gun that was used this time. And the guy had mental health issues. Just makes me wonder how many more people are going to be attacked before 2019 comes to a close. 2019 also represents a fundamental shift in how we view hate crimes, how we see hate crimes, and the laws, how they will change 
because of hate crimes. Yeah, it doesn't make a bit of difference. The Democrats are going to go over the top. And speaking of over the top, how about all those laws that just got signed and passed recently that will take effect here in New York in 2020? Well, let's see. There's the no bail item. Yeah, no bail. So in other words, the son of a bitch that stabbed people in Muncie, New York, could get his bail back and, oh, wait a minute, get out of jail. Yeah, then there's that. So the Texas church, the guy was stopped thanks to the quick thinking of armed security. Thank God for armed security. But I shudder to think, I shudder to even imagine what would have happened if those armed security officers hadn't been at church on Sunday. I don't think you need the visual on that one, do you? You can pretty much guess what I mean. 2019, the year the Democrats made asses of themselves, people were attacked in church, and of course, the worst cut of all, the day President Trump saw articles of impeachment that are indeed nothing but pure, unadulterated, USDA prime choice bullshit 2019, the year of disaster for the Democrats. I think the Democrats need a lesson in humility. They need a wake-up call. Yo, Democrats, in Congress and in the Senate, your wake-up call is going to be arriving in January 2020. And trust me, you're not going to like it. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. Use that hashtag to trend this broadcast globally on social media right now. And with that having been said, as always, it is now time for the rest of the story. Hello, everybody. Well, what do you say we, uh, we get this party started a little bit here, huh? Now, for those of you who are currently watching us, On uh, we're currently watching our broadcasts as they are happening on, of course, that's right. We're live, large, and in charge on the, the video platforms. Once again, we are back on the video platforms. And tonight we are, we'd like to say hello to the viewers on DLive.TV. That's right, DLive.TV has been added to the Firefox News Online 
Network. No doubt in my mind, the people watching on DLive are going, huh? Well, we were watching a football game. There ain't no football game. Well, this was a game game. Well, could be worse, right? Now, let me see here. Make sure I... uh, Good, good, good. Put that there. Well, it's a work in progress. The video uh, software that I was using, OBS Studio, for some reason was not allowing me to continue broadcasting live uh, on a, at a, as a steady broadcast, uh, during which uh, it made it next to impossible um, to... Um, be able to uh, have the stream running all the way through. The stream would start, it would go, but then for some reason the stream stopped going. It would stop running. The software would turn off, would switch off the stream, and I'd have to restart it again. It dawned on me that I could that I had another video platform called Streamlabs OBS, and thankfully, that's what I'm currently using. I tested the software out to make sure it would work, and thankfully, yes, it is working, working like a champ. Ah, uh, yes. There's one thing I need to check though. So you're going to hear a bit of a audio double there, possibly. So let's see what we got. First, I'll check the mixer. And so let's see what we got. First, I'll check the mixer. Okay. So. Tonight, I can tell you with certainty, the fucking volume is working perfectly. Ain't that just great? Oh, yeah, baby. The Sins Man is back on video. I've got Texas Internet Radio and Gunslinger hanging out. Got four elsewheres in the chat room. And of course, if you want to join me on the phone lines, 
347-945-5747. Again, that's 347-945-5747. Now, of course, I have to do something really quick here before uh, before I forget, and that's put on... Uh, Make sure that, ah, good, everything's all set. I had to make sure that the headphones were ready to rock and roll. I certainly don't want to go with, you know, I, I, I definitely need the headphones working. And on the phone line with me right now is Gunslinger. Yo, Gun. What's happening? Oh, not a whole lot. Um, yeah, there's more out on the uh, Texas church shooter. I don't know. If you can, did you see that video that uh, that posted in the FFMO? Ooh, wow. I had a to look at it. Every time I went to look at it, I got a phone call. So I couldn't look at it right away. But I do need to make a correction on what I said in my talking points. Uh, the machete was the stabbing in Muncie, New York, at, the, at a rabbi's house. It was a shooting in Texas in a church, stopped by two armed security guys. So I want to make that correction. I don't want people thinking that I'm a complete nitwit, nimrod, asswipe, butthead Fuck up, screw up, and all that shit. And a dipstick. Left that out. Had to add that. Good point. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Gun. I, I knew I could count on you. Well, there's a. What? I mean, it's, it, if, I don't know if you covered it, but if you look at that, if you get a chance, you could. You, I mean, this is this is very. Dramatic, the little short video because they had it on they had it on camera. They actually, they actually, the video of them shooting him, shooting him dead. Okay, and luckily, just I think it was I think it passed in September of this year, where they where people were allowed in Texas to carry concealed weapons in church. Isn't that a convenience or a coincidence? How about that one? Well, I, I think. I, I, well, honestly, Gunslinger, I think I, I think it's it, it should be done. It should be that way. You know, given the climate of, of, of violence that's going on in our in our churches nowadays, I mean, come on, man, it's not rocket science. I mean, a pastor knows full well that the his the people in his congregation are at risk every single day, and. Well, it's the, the the fact that these guys were armed security. Now I don't know if they were armed security for the church, or if they worked for somebody else. But the fact that they were armed, licensed to carry the whole nine yards, and they took they, and they shot at this motherfucker, and <laughs> good for them. Glad they were there. The 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 skivvy on that is. Is they were part of the congression there. They were part of the church. Okay, a little security deal. Not only them two, but there were like four other 
members that came running up with their guns drawn too. Okay, it just wasn't these two or the people or the person that shot this idiot, which turns out to be he may have been suicidal. Okay, I just, I just read it. Okay, there was over 250 people in that church. It could have turned out much worse. And when when they when this idiot came in, the two that 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 draw their attention to him. The dude was wearing a wig, a false wig, a false beard, and had a trench coat on. What does that tell you? <laughs> Pretty clear, isn't it? They are, yeah. And this guy that shot him and killed him is a, I think he's a Vietnam veteran or something. So he was a veteran or something. Man, I mean, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. You know what I mean? Hmm. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either. And, uh, hey, listen, bottom line, I, 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 I really think that there are times when you just have to ask yourself, um, even if you don't work security for the church, okay, you have to ask yourself, at what point do I feel safe going to church on a Sunday morning knowing full well that something like th- something like this could happen? Well, if the answer is no, I don't feel safe unless I, I unless I put my 9mm 357 Magnum whatever your sidearm of choice is uh as far as a pistol is concerned. I got news for people. If I could carry a pistol, it would go with me to church. It would. I would not hesitate well, ten seconds. I would say I would say to the pastor of the church, son, you got a choice. You can either welcome me and my pistol, or you can kiss my ass and I'll be on my way to the to another church. Because I am not going to let watch innocent. Innocent people die at the hands of some stupid motherfucker with a gun. When I've and got a gun on my belt, and I could easily have stopped the motherfucker. And there's the latest on that stupid motherfucker, the one that I just the link I put in the, in the Mixler chat room. There, this is what this is the latest on the one that's no longer. Well, he's pushing up daisies, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, um let me let me um I'll get to that in a second here. Uh Boyd's in the chat room and apparently the Mixler the email from Mixler hasn't gone out yet for some reason. Uh it may be delayed, it's probably slow. Uh there could also be a glitch. It could be a whole host of things, Boyd. It it's that's why that's why I tell people give me your email address and I will send you a email from the production company email account because this way you know you're going to get the email, okay? You know you'll get something from me directly because My- let's say for the sake of this, I go on the air, Mixler doesn't send out an email automatically, and you don't know I'm on the air unless you get an email from me. 
You don't get that email from me. As far as you're concerned, I'm not doing a show. Because you didn't get anything from Mixler or even Blog Talk Radio, for that matter. But I got mine from let's face it. 22 minutes ago. Mine came in 22 minutes ago from Mixler. So it came, it came, you got it from Mixler almost within a minute or two of my going on the air. Pretty much, yeah. Or at the point when I went on the air. Okay. I see Suzette Live Talk has arrived. Oh, I know, Boyd. I know you weren't complaining or anything. I, I, it's just that sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's tricky. It really is. And, um, you know, but that's why I, 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 for the people who are uh, regulars uh, to the show, uh, I, 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 I would like an email address for that person. So this way I, I can send them something directly myself. Just in the off chance, uh, Blog Talk Radio and Mixler failed to send theirs out. It's a usual thing. So anyway, going to this uh, conservativefighters.org account. Uh, The Texas church shooter has been identified. Uh... Let me put this in reader mode so I can get so I can look at it without the rest of the uh, fluff. That's the advertisements, other stories that aren't connected to this one, and it makes it easier for me that in, in that too. The gunman in Sunday's church shooting in Texas has been identified as 43-year-old Keith Thomas Gunnan. Gunnan had a criminal past, which involved arrest for theft and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Police are yet to confirm a motive, but the shooter's sister, Amy, said he said she believed he was on a suicide mission. Sunday was the anniversary of her of their brother Joel's suicide, she said, and Keith may have been trying to kill himself in a shootout either with cops or other civilians. It is unclear why he targeted the West Freeway Church. In 2016, he told police in Linden, New Jersey, that he was homeless and was traveling from Texas to take photos. He was arrested in September of that year when police found him with a shotgun, the paper reported. Fort Worth Police Department arrested Cunanan and charged him with two counts of felony aggravated assault in 2008. A search of Texas Department of Public Safety records shows. In 2009, he pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of misdemeanor deadly conduct. According to state law, deadly conduct is when a person recklessly engages in conduct that places another person in imminent danger of serious bodily injury. He was sentenced to 90 days in jail. In 2013, Cunanan was again arrested in Fort Worth. DPS records show he was charged with with misdemeanor theft of property valued between $50 and $500. He pleaded guilty in 2014 and was sentenced to 50 days in jail. Despite his previous arrest, Cunanan was not 
on any sort of watch list, said Matthew DiSarno, special agent in charge of the FBI Dallas office. He killed two people, security guard Richard White, 67, and grandfather Anton Tony Wallace, 64, who had just handed out communion before being brought down by former FBI agent Jack Wilson, 70. Wilson is running for county commissioner in the local area and said he was grateful he had the chance to defend himself and the other innocent people in the church from the evil gunman. On Facebook, he said he hoped he would never be in the position he was put in, but that he was thankful he could save lives. I just want to thank all who have sent their prayers and comments on the events of today, the events of the yeah, bear with me, the events at West Freeway Church of Christ put me in a position that I would hope no one would have to be in, but evil exists, and I had to take out an active shooter in church. I'm thankful to God that I have been blessed with the ability and desire to serve him in the role of head of security at the church. I am very sad in the loss of two dear friends and brothers in Christ, but evil does exist in this world, and I and other members are not going to allow evil to succeed. Please pray for all the members and their families in this time. Thank you for your prayers and understanding. Now, this uh, uh, was uh, former Special Agent Jack Wilson uh, making those comments at the end of the article. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. I am not doing overtime tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I am just too exhausted. I I did not get a chance to take a power nap as planned. My body is screaming for sleep. I can barely keep my eyes open. In fact, I can't even see straight. That's how tired I am. So please, if you're going to join the broadcast, now would be an excellent time to do so. Again, 347-945-5747. Gunslinger, let let me pose a question. Let me put this question to you. Um, The way, according to the the article I just read, so this guy basically was looking for was looking for a suicide by cop. He was he was. It sounds to me, and 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 I don't remember if it said it in the article. I don't think it said anything there um, regarding mental illness. But um, and I'm going to go back here to it. Um. He was on a suicide mission, according to according to his sister Amy. Um, I know I don't see I, I I'm I'm scanning over the article quickly and I don't see any mention of of any mental illness in uh, with this guy whatsoever. Now, the curious question I have is, 
if the guy did not suffer from any form of mental diagnosed mental illness, um, the fact that he was on a, on a suicide mission, as his, as his sister Amy pointed out, uh, is this a sign of the times that we live in that people like Kanan just because you know they lo- they lose a family? Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I told you I was exhausted. I lost my brother a year ago. Sorry. It came, that yawn hit me out of nowhere, okay? It did. I had, I I couldn't stop it because it, it just, right there. Now, my brother died last year, okay? And obviously, it did not affect me that badly, where I'm going to go out and do something stupid. So, and I'm not a psychiatric professional. I, 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 I don't have any degrees in psychiatry or psychology. Um, I was just a volunteer in the mental health community for a while. Um, what I'm trying to wrap my head around here is, without a definitive mental health diagnosis, had he lived, and I believe this guy is alive, I believe this guy is dead, if I'm, if I'm understanding the article correctly, uh, yeah, basically, he, he would if he had lived, probably he would he would probably be uh, in a psych hospital, bouncing around the padded room. Go ahead. Well, yeah, uh, he is he is uh, the target was eliminated, uh, but uh, like I said, you know, uh, I don't know, but you know these people. It, it, obviously, the, it, the investigation is still ongoing. Obviously, there may be, there might be something about mental illness might surface. We don't know yet. Okay, but this is what they know so far. Uh, they said it was either suicide by cop or suicide by some other means, according to the article. You know, because obviously, you know, he went into a church, and whether he knew that they were, they might be armed or not, who knows? <laughs> but. Either way, he was going to come out of there alive, obviously. So it could, you know. But luckily, like I said, whether it was suicide by cop or suicide by other, luckily the guys were there. They were able to take a shot, and boom. I mean, imagine if he could, if 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 nobody was there and didn't have any guns. Okay, there would have been more than two people dead. I guarantee it. Okay. They didn't say how many rounds of ammunition that he had in that shotgun. Didn't say what caliber shotgun, but typically it's probably a 12 gauge. Okay, uh, they can hold up to you know six, six, seven uh, shells in it. So there could have been more. He could have had more in his pocket. I mean, who knows? I mean, most churches, you know, they're they're pansies. They just you know, uh, well, they think, oh, we're in a church. God's going to protect us. Well, obviously, they needs a little bit more than that. I mean, 
with these nutcases. I mean, don't you think? I mean, yeah, it's a church, okay, it's a worship place, yeah, okay. But remember back in the day, back in the Founding Fathers' Day, even back way back then, what did they carry to church when they went to church on Sunday? A Bible, a musket-loaded rifle, and a musket-loaded pistol. I wonder why. Well, they did have these nutcases back then, obviously, but the, the principle is still the same thing. Go ahead. Well, okay. Let's look at this from the from the political side for a second. Okay. Now, Texas, the Texas law allowing armed prisoners was decried by Joe Biden in September. Yeah. Now, get a load of this. A tragedy in Texas was stifled this week by yet another good guy with a gun. And only months after the law that made it possible was blasted by one of the top-tier candidates in the 2020 field. In the town of White Settlement, Texas, interesting name for a town, White Settlement, Texas, yeah, it's about hmm. uh, it's it's uh, just it's about ten fifteen miles west of Fort Worth. I've been out there a number of times. It's about forty miles from me. Hmm. Well, a lone shooter entered a small church and began shooting. Within seconds, an armed man with in, in the congregation was able to incapacitate the would-be mass murderer with a firearm of his own. While two worshippers were killed, the quick thinking of the armed and faithful attendee undoubtedly saved many more lives. This was all made possible by a recent legal maneuver that allows Texans to carry firearms during church, something that former Vice President Joe Biden blasted just weeks ago. While being interviewed by C-SPAN in September, Biden criticized Governor Greg Abbott's signing of of a law to allow licensed gun owners to carry firearms in church for self-defense. Biden said, it is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, it is irrational what they are doing. Biden elaborated by describing the idea of being able to take guns into places of worship as absolutely irrational. The incident has, again, reiterated the old standby argument that the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, a fact that the liberal left simply cannot stand. Biden's stance on the Second Amendment is largely at odds with both conservatives and centrists, many of whom he'll be forced to court if he hopes to stand a chance against Donald Trump in the 2020 election, which he won't stand a ghost of a chance. So, Joe Biden is sitting there uh, basically saying, come on, thank you. Trying to get... um, uh, Texas Internet Radio, Mark on the line, and his mic wouldn't open. Now I got it. Okay, so here's the deal. Biden said back in September. 
Yeah, yeah. Next time I'll try that, John. Yeah. I'll use some virtual WD-40. The, the actual stuff ruined my, my monitor. Uh, <laughs> now, so Biden turns around and makes this grandiose fucking statement about how irrational it was for Governor Abbott to put a, to sign a law and put it on the books that allows legally licensed gun owners to go to church with their gun on their belt. Wow. You know what? If I'm sitting in church and a man comes in wearing a gun and he's legally licensed to carry, especially with somebody I know, I'm going to be sitting with that person a, a whole lot because... I'd rather have a guy who's legally licensed to carry a gun walk into church to defend the people of the, of the parish against some fuckhead with a gun that don't need to have one any day of the week. Okay. If Mike were to walk in, and by the way, Mike and Mark uh, from uh, Internet, uh, Texas Internet Radio are on the line with us. Now, if Mike, I, I've known Mike Mark, for a Mark. number of years. Mark? Now, Mark, now, Mike, now, Mike, now, Mike, Mike, hold on a second, Mike. Mark, Mark. Okay, Mark, Mark, Mark is Mike. Mark is Mike. We, Mike is Mark. Yeah. George, George, Mike is Mark, and the other Mark is a. This is Fanny Farkle. Fanny Farkle, I want to introduce you to Fred Farkle. Fred Farkle is Ferdinand Farkle, and Franny Farkle's uncle, Freddie Farkle. I, I don't know if. You know, I better not. I, I better not say my name is Mark too. Which it really is, my real hey. name. Blew that one out the wind, out the water. Sorry, <laughs> you just blew that idea away. <laughs> now, guys, one thing, I, one thing I got to tell you. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to stay on here. Right now, I'm calm. I'm on the Mass Bike on 90 in Massachusetts. I'm headed back down through Connecticut, so that's why you hear like road noise probably behind me. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, I don't hear any noise behind you. Right? It sounds oh, quiet yeah, right well, now. That's, that's great because I've got it. It's it's kind of a messed up storm. I mean, it's a combination of a little bit of ice and, and some snow, but it's uh, the roads are pretty messed up. There were ten accidents on my way up here. Okay, tonight, just take your time. Don't don't rush yourself, okay, buddy. Yeah. Do not be in a big hurry to drive down that road doing sixty, seventy miles an hour. Yeah. Now here, the the key thing on, on this that I, I've got to look into because I'm looking at the the spin that the liberals are doing on this gun issue, on the shooting at, at the, the church. Now, if you have a church, if you have you put together a group and it said they had volunteer security uh, for the church, that means and it said already parishioners that were armed. All right, so you put your name on a list. So it could be that they had they were covered under insurance to protect them under the church's insurance for liability. Or something, they created their own security force for the church. I understand that. So now, the, what the liberals are trying to say is, and we haven't found out the answer to this because the media doesn't want to say it. The first guy that was shot was definitely a security guard working for the church, but he probably had a jacket on or something identifying himself, or was wearing a, uh, an open carry a firearm so the guy knew while the guy standing there the guy was security and he shot him first 
And then he shot another parishioner, but then the other guy stood up, and not just him. There's a picture that shows five different people standing up with firearms in their hands in that church. Video. Five video ones. Video, right. Mark. So now the video. What, what, the liberals, what the liberals are trying to do here now is to discount this by saying, well, it wasn't really the parishioners. It was security, trained security that did this. It wasn't, don't make it sound like it was the parishioners that did this on their own. It was security. See, that's the angle that they're trying to take. They're trying to blunt it so it doesn't destroy their narrative. That's what they're trying to do. So now I think over the next day or two, we're going to find out more about it. Was the guy definitely security that that pulled that shot? He owned a gun shop, a training shop. Uh, He did gun firearm training. And that guy, that was a hell of a shot at that distance. They said it was a headshot that he did. So this guy was trained. Wait wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mike, are you talking about about the... uh... The, the, are we talking about the same the same shooting? I mean, uh, a former in special Texas. agent by the last name of Wilson was the one who take who took the shot. Well, yeah. they said they didn't say in the last article I read earlier today. It said that the guy owned a training in a gun shop or something, yeah. and that he was That's a member true, of that yeah. congregation, and he was He's part a of the volunteer security. Right, he was a veteran. And, also, well, what? There was no uniform. He wasn't wearing a uniform. Okay, it's a security. It was just a regular. It was just a suit. You know, I go to church. Okay, but he was part of that security force or security detail for that church. But he was there wasn't sitting, no security. He was sitting in the pew. He was sitting in the pew, though, right? Was yeah, he, he, was, he was sitting. He was sitting right close. I mean, they said within six feet of the guy. Okay, when he stood up, the guy, and then he whipped out a fucking a shotgun, immediately fired killed those two people when he said within probably two seconds i had my gun out he said i couldn't take a shot first because everybody was you know standing up but he said about a second later i had a clear shot and that's when i took took him down okay but they said that the first the first guy that he shot was also one of the security guys so was that yeah, true true. Or not true that's true that yes true. that is true how did that he I, how did he id the guy as security was the guy wearing a jacket that said security or was he open carrying and had a a firearm showing, and that's why he was a target. Not see that I, I mean? think, not that no, not yeah. I see what you mean. Not that I know of. I see think he I mean? just randomly. I think he just randomly when he popped out the shotgun. The first two people that were in, that was right there. That's the one that got it. And the other guy was, you know, like you know, six feet behind him or to the side. And that's when he was able to take that clear shot. Once people, you know, once he could maneuver around and got him. See, somebody, somebody video like that, whatever they're doing something, where somebody like that, what they do, even a bank robber, first thing he goes after is what? The bank guard. Oh, Anybody yeah. doing yeah. something, he's going to go after the armed person first. So they had to right. do something that tipped him off that he knew that guy was a security no, guard. It, the, the video clearly shows. The video clearly shows that he's just plain clothes, you know, the, the security guy. And he's right there. I mean, they're within just they're on the other side of the room where the, where the surveillance cameras are. But so you, you can clearly can't see. see if that, you can't see if the security guy was wearing an open carry holster on the outside. It looks like he pulled it from his neck. Is what it looked like in the, in the video. The guy that got killed. Like, that, no, I'm the, talking the, about the, the guy the, that got killed. No, I'm talking well, about I'm not the guy sure that about got it. I don't think I mean? he. I don't. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't think it was open. I think it was concealed in his in his jacket. Okay, 
I think it was. I think he targeted just random people. As soon as he sat down, they, they are two of them already knew there was something rotten about this guy because he had a fake beard on, he had a fake wig on, he had a trench coat on. Huh. Man, that's kind of obvious. Huh? It seems too much of a luck on that guy's part to one of his first shots or the first shot to take out the security guy that was standing in front of him. To me. He had to ID that or figure out that that guy was security somehow. I, it's a possibility. I'm not saying that we can't just totally eliminate that, but from the video, it doesn't look like he's wearing any type of security uniform. Yeah. Anything that has, that has video, security effects, patches, or anything video, like that. I'm back to just plain clothes. If it's the same video that I saw, it's from the other side of the room showing them. Yeah, right. You can't see shit. You see people, stick figures, but you can't see what they're wearing, their faces, nothing. Yeah. Are you guys there? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, we're right here. Make sure, make sure I didn't lose you because now I'm at 84. And I think I'm in. Uh, pretty soon I'll be in Connecticut. But uh, I shouldn't be saying that. NSA can. Well, they can track me by the phone anyway. Oh, and send a drone after me. <laughs> but so, anyways, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to downplay the armed civilian and trying to say, no, nope, it was trained professionals. That's why we shouldn't have just armed civilians in churches, and that law is bad. It was a good thing they had security. Well, you were against security, even security being there, even in schools. Well, I, 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 they don't know what to say, but they're trying to change their narrative with the theme of the day, so to speak. You know what I mean? What's today's flavor? Oh, okay, let's roll with that. But they definitely do not like the idea of armed parishioners being in that church. But, like I told one guy, it doesn't sound like it was Brink Security or that they hired a professional security company armed to be in that church. These are the parishioners that make up the security force. And I said, you mean to tell me that all five of the people that stood up were all part of the security? Maybe everybody that has that signed, is willing to sign up and be part of the volunteer security, which probably account for a good chunk of the uh, of the parishioners in that room. The liberals don't want to hear that. That doesn't fit their story that they want to push. They well, like, what, whatever. Uh, does, does, well, Mike, it, it doesn't matter what what the liberals st- want to push. When uh, Governor Abbott signed that law. That that clearly says and goes against everything the liberals want. That gives the the people the the the, the, the clear cut right to go to church and carry their firearm if they so choose. Now a lot of parish, a lot of pastors, if, if in Texas, I would imagine, or anywhere in the country where where uh, concealed carry is permitted in the state. They'd be looking at it like, okay, especially churches that are small don't, and don't have a volunteer security force or what have you. They're going to look at it as, as, as not a liability but an asset 
because it it would mean you know, that there's someone there who knows what they're doing, sees a guy come out with a gun, and he's going to drop the son of a bitch almost immediately, knowing full well that he could that he could save lives or she, because it could be a, a, a young lady with a well trained with a firearm, and say, you know what? I, if, if the church is, unha- is if the church is uncomfortable with me coming to church with a firearm that I'm licensed to carry, then maybe I need to find another church because I refuse to be a victim. That's the one thing that that the liberals don't want to hear. They don't want to hear that either. They don't want to hear us. Stand up for ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yippee, I'm in Connecticut now. There was also another interview that was on WFA.com, the local news here. They they said they were interviewing the guy, the veteran, but he, it was it was outside, and it was it's really hard to understand what he what they're saying because the wind's blowing. Why don't they learn how to use a wind sock or something? I mean, it's something like this. I mean, I don't know. But he, they actually well, had him in, 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 in. Let me put this to you. I have, for when I'm outdoors, I have a little, a, a what appears to be like a half inch, I think it's like a half inch thick piece of foam that goes over the microphone element, or a handheld microphone. And it's, it's, it's basically you know, to block the wind. When George you uses when, his own socks, but there were too many holes in those socks. I don't blame him. I understand because the holes in the sock doesn't work anymore. My you can't use. <laughs> well, I, I had the same problem. You can't use. You know, you got to get them darned. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. You know, Mike. Sometimes better. I have to question your sanity, dude. Then, I'm serious. Sometimes, sometimes I question it. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, it, it's embarrassing if you use a stinky sock because then when you stick it in somebody's face, the stinky sock on the microphone. They don't want to talk for too long. I learned that, too. That's not a good way to get an interview. Sucks. They never last. They end up walking away from you. Yeah, okay. Are, are, we done, are we done being a comedian? Uh, no, let me think of something else. <laughs> okay. Hey, Martin. Hey, George. Hey, George, here, <laughs> George, here is a better interview with the guy that took the shooter out. This is from WFA.com. They're inter- they're interviewing him. So I, I haven't even seen right. this one. Right. I'll play that in just I'll play the clip in just a minute. But Mark from Texas <laughs> back on the line with us. He did drop for a moment there. Mark, what do you think of of the situation uh, that took place uh, Sunday at the church there in Texas? And 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 basically from what you've heard. Of, the discussion so far what are your thoughts well it's definitely clear that the guy was a an ex-fbi agent based on everything i've read and, and studied up on it i was real quick not to say anything until uh you know or, or even talk to anyone about it until i until i got some more information on it i watched the video several times um guy guy was highly trained man he did he definitely didn't miss huh. Um, and, uh, you know what, that just goes to show anybody out there that's listening that has, a, has a problem with concealed carry, 
Now, I want you to imagine you're in that church with your family and a situation like that breaks out. You would be so thankful that somebody stopped that before anybody else was hurt. And if, if, if you say otherwise, you're lying to yourself and to God and everybody else. Yep. Um, I think it. I think it was a justified justified uh, shooting. Number one. Number two. This is why we have a Second Amendment, right? Number three. This is why they allow concealed carry. And number four. You know, I don't. I don't really care who you are. Or, you know wh- what's going on. You, you should have a right to protect yourself. Not on the liberals' mind, you don't. It's for the greater good, not in their mind. Well, well, yeah, because because find out about the shooter. What did they find out about the lunatics? Did they come out with anything about him? I bet you he had a history of mental illness. I bet eventually that's going to come out. The guy was a nut. Obviously, he was a nut. According to according to the article I read, the shooter apparently he lost his brother uh, not too long ago, and what had happened was he went into that church, according to his own sister. On a suicide mission. Yep. That's what they're saying anyway. I mean, that's that's what that's what's been released. That's what we quote unquote know at this at this point in time. Again, with the story being so new, you know it's going to get twisted up. You know everything's going to it's it's going to turn into. They're going to spin it the way they want to spin it, man. I mean, yep. you can watch the video and just just see that it. it <coughs> Yeah. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good situation, man. I mean, not at if all. He wanted dude, to commit suicide, dude, if he wanted to commit suicide, I mean, regardless if he, he had mental issues. To, okay, why would he go out of his way to wear a wig and try to hide his identity if he had? If he was a suicide, if it was a suicide mission. That's a good yeah, point. That remember what happened? Remember, remember he's wearing. Things. He's wearing. A, yeah, he's wearing a wig. He's wearing a false beard, and he's wearing a trench that, coat. Think yeah, about that. That means he was trying to get. He was trying to get out of there afterwards. He wasn't trying to get suicide. That was nuts. He was nuts. But they're going to try to put a spin on. I didn't, I didn't think about that, Mike. I, that, that, I, damn, good point. Yeah. Why would he do that? He he was commit suicide. Why he just goes in there, just just balls to the yep. wall. I mean, you know, yeah, he didn't get it. Good point. So they're going to try to put a spin on it and say, oh, well, we have to be understanding. Oh, and give the compassion. He lost his brother. Be understanding. Fuck you with your liberal bullshit. He was a lunatic. And I bet you somewhere it's going to come out that that guy had been receiving treatments, had been had been diagnosed before, that he's got mental issues. Probably with previous run-ins with the law, too. But they don't want to talk about that. He had previous run-ins with the law. The story I read before you showed up yeah. stated that. In 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 uh, he was he, yeah, he definitely had run-ins with the law. You know, a lot of those run-ins though were chicken shit. They were chicken shit run-ins, man. I mean, the run-ins. Don't get me wrong. It shows a trail in the history. Any felonies? Um, not that I noticed. They all Although, got reduced down. He plead, he plead out on them. We've had this conversation before. You know. What? On this guy? 
No, just in general on how the legal system works. Oh, yeah. No, but we're talking about this guy. Because, you know, in other words, we're trying to take away every tool in the toolbox that the liberals could use to put a spin on it easily. The, the well, they're going to put a spin on it thing. no matter what. They don't, they'll make shit up. They've already proved that. It doesn't matter yeah, what the fuck yes, happens. They they're going to make up whatever narrative they want. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the God's honest truth. Y'all know it just as well as I do. Yeah. And then what they'll do is they'll try to be sarcastic about everybody in Texas and say, look at all the fucking hillbilly rednecks down there with the guns. They'll try to turn it into a joke. This is how these assholes think. You know, well, as if all they're I gotta say higher is, uh, and mightier. That's this is how they think. They're they are morally superior than any of to any than any of us. Why, well, amen, brother? I, I agree with you 100. percent But you know what started all this shit and really ruffled Texans' feathers was that Sutherland Springs thing. Since then, we ain't fucking around. Oh. They can make fun and. Say what they want to say and call us rednecks and dumbasses and whatever they want, but uh, let someone show up in church and look what happens trying to shoot somebody. Mm. Mark, we ain't they playing do it not just to you, not just to you, but anybody even in upstate New York. The liberals in New York City and the rest of the state make fun of the liberals in the rest of the state. I mean, make fun of the conservatives in the rest of the state. They call all of us anybody that's a conservative. They call us hillbillies, rednecks. Guys, I got Boyd on the on the call now too. Hey, Boyd. Hey, let's listen. Hey, listen. Hey, we don't have we don't have to. Hey, argue hey, about listen. This. Why do we have to listen? Hey. We don't we don't we don't have to argue about this. The liberals are upset. Nobody's arguing about this. Only listen. The liberals are upset about this shooting in the church. Only yes. for one reason. It does not meet the mass shooting quota that they need. Yes. Remember, mass shootings mean four dead, not including the gunman. We have two dead, include, or three dead, including the gunman, so it misses their mark, so they can't complain. That's the only reason this is like it. They're, they're treating it like it is because they missed out on another mass shooting of innocent people by one guy having a gun with a well-placed shot that took the gunman out. Their hero was taken out before he had a chance to do more damage. That yep, is their stopped. only reason. It was stopped. They don't like the fact that it was stopped. Because it takes the wind out of their sails. It fucks up their narrative. Well, like I, like I was starting to say before, look at, uh, look at uh, Joe Biden. Okay? Before this shooting happened, back in September... When uh, Governor Abbott signed the, the bill into law, you know, regarding uh, light concealed carry perm, permit gun owners who can carry their guns in church if they so, you know, and you know, if they wanted to, Biden was quick to call it an, an irrational act. 
He was very quick to downplay it, to call it irrational. Oh, those evil gun owners. Look at what they're going to get to do now. They get to take their guns to church. You can't do that. You're not supposed to take a gun to church. Church is not for guns. Guns bad. OMB bad. Oh, no. Problem? Biden doesn't understand. The American people have a right to defend themselves if they if they have the if they have the means to do it legally. And the liberals don't like that either. Another thing they don't like is the fact that he didn't have an AR-15. What was what was he using? Quick! Oh, it was a shotgun! Shit! Oh, damn it! Because he didn't have an AR-15. He was going dove hunting, y'all. <laughs> yeah, dub duck. Yeah, they don't like that Ow. shit. You're right about that. That's a duck running for its life. As soon as you mentioned duck hunting. Uh, look, guys. Is, is that cartoon oh, true? Somebody put up a somebody put a cartoon up of uh, of Winnie the Pooh late at night, or a thump something go thump in the night, and Winnie the Pooh's walking out of his bed and he's got a shotgun in his hand. It was an old cartoon toy. Is that true? Says, Even Winnie the Pooh went to check on something went thump in the night, and he's armed. I wonder if it's an old if if he really did that or somebody dressed it up. I don't know. Different, man. Fifties and sixties, it was more accepted. It was part of life. Firearms were accountability. It was part of life. They've done a hell of a job. The liberals have done an unbelievable job in dissecting everything, taking a scalpel and cutting it, saying the best to come out of society, and then go after anybody that appreciates them or is programmed. Vilify them. It's, it's unbelievable what they're able to accomplish. Hmm. Boyd Boyd dropped apparently. I did not I did not know that until just now. But he is back. But but you know something, Mike. I I think. I really think it's time for, you know, for gun owners, you know, to get together and finally tell these liberals to, you know, to to to, to kiss their fucking ass. Well, something I'm, might be in the works down in Virginia on January 20th. That's got me a little concerned. I don't know what direction it's going to take, but they're calling for the big rally down there. You've seen it, haven't you? Did you see about? Yeah, you hear about that? I've been thinking about it of late, and I'm a little—I'm I'm more than just a little concerned by this, Mike. I really am, because Virginia is a powder keg. Okay, it's a fucking powder keg, and all it's going to take is one bad situation to blow that powder keg sky high. You know what I mean? Yep. 
Oh, come on, Suzette and Rob. You're not going to join us tonight on the line? Hey. I'm deep wounded. Boy. Hey, the, uh, the, uh, protest or the, the uh, rally that's going to happen on the 20th, uh, it's one of those situations where no matter what happens, no matter who starts what or anything else, the gun owners and and the Second Amendment people are going to be blamed for it. So, yep. you know, just just don't worry about uh, who's going to start <coughs> what or what or what's going to happen. We I'm already know who. We, I don't even know we already know. Really we already know who's who's already going to take the blame for it, or who they're going to blame for it. So just leave it leave it at that, and let's see what happens. And hey, George, uh, I put in FFNO something that uh, you might want to uh, play for all of us. It's a uh, video audio clip of an interview with the lawyer in Virginia that is uh, explaining all their Second Amendment options to the gun groups. And it's it's a 30-minute 30 30 minute or something video. I tried to get it right. to you. I tried to get it to you sooner so you could either plan watch it or or plan for it but uh I didn't get on my computer until late so anyway there you go all right um I know that the uh, gunslinger had put um put something in from WFAA, so um, let me get get that clip first, and then we'll go to, you, to the clip you have uh, that you wanted to, you want played. And I have to sneeze. Chris Jack Wilson says his security team immediately noticed the shooter coming in looking suspicious and wearing that fake beard, so they kept eyes on him the entire time, and their instincts proved right. Did you get any sleep last night? Uh, it was a short night, uh, you know, because things still go back and forth in your head, and I'm, I'm fully aware of that. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a process. Of everything that happened in six harrowing seconds Sunday, there is one moment Jack Wilson keeps replaying. Probably Richard getting shot. Uh, and knowing at that point, as the shooter turned towards Tony, that there was, you know, it definitely, you know, this is going to happen. What happened was terror inside his home church. And as the live stream rolled, we watched Wilson do what he spent decades training for. He's had a federal firearms license since 86 and teaches CHL classes on his Granbury property. How often are you out here personally? Uh, it varies. It could be, you know, once a week, 
His range is where the other 22 members of West Freeway Church of Christ security team practice, where Wilson honed the ability to have calculated control with a deadly threat just feet away. You're shooting often, you are trained, you have that muscle memory. How important is that to what happened? That is very important that you're able to, you know, every time you touch the gun and you produce it, to be able to, you know, pull the trigger and hit what your, your, your intended target is. With one shot, Wilson took out the gunman, likely saving many more lives. For that, we call him a hero. He prefers a different designation. A concerned citizen, concerned church member, doing what I can do to protect you know, the people in the congregation. Still, even with all the praise and the preparation that helped put him in the right place at the right time, it's important to remember Jack Wilson's a victim, too. I feel very sad and sorry for the loss of my two friends, but it's, and, and I don't feel like I killed a human being. I killed evil. That's how I'm processing it. You can tell Wilson's sense of duty is incredibly strong, and he did not waver when he told us that he would be back at the church tonight at this vigil, providing security, as always. Chris? Marie, I mean, his professional dedication is, is plain to see. What about his personal relationship with the church? It goes back a long time. He's been a member here several years. So are many members of his family. He told me that on Sunday in the sanctuary with him were more than a dozen family members, daughters, sons-in-law, grandchildren. They all experienced what he did, and now they're all figuring out how to process that in their own ways. Yeah, something that's, that's going to take more like something more like months and years, not, not days or weeks. Thank you so much, Marie. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. Early on, that it's good to write down our thoughts and feelings. Yeah, writing sort of helps some folks. Sorry about that. I had another call come in, so I missed it. What was that? What was the clip you played, George? An interview with uh, with the guy who took out the shooter. Oh, okay. Sorry, don't play it again. Uh, I wasn't planning on it. Good. Because I know sometimes you play stuff again. Don't, don't do that. I don't want to bore everybody else that's on it. Lisa called me on the line to make sure I was okay. I told her I'm fine. She said, are you tired? That's a long guy. I said, I'm fine. Don't worry. I'm on George's show. And she said, okay, well, say hi to everybody and get back to the show. I said, all right. She wanted to go to bed, but she was afraid. I said, don't be afraid. I'm fine. I can go sideways just as good as anybody else. So there. <clears throat> Shit. Uh, we don't want you to go sideways, brother. Well, East okay. Coast people, we know how to go sideways in snow. We're good at it. Especially in New York, right? Right. I don't know. I, 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 I've, I've, I've never gone sideways. I've done, I've done a, a I've done a 180, going yeah, downhill once. That's entertaining. Yeah, looking at the direction I just came from is always, always fun. That's yeah, right. Like that, as long as no trees are involved. No tree. You don't need trees. Well, thankfully, no trees were involved. Good. 
and thankfully no other vehicles were involved. Well, I hope they interview this guy more. I hope uh, they really get that story out. We use that story a lot to help defend help defend our rights. Because and, and let people in Virginia really start the politicians start realizing that you know that money from Bloomberg handed them a match. It's lighting a powder keg right now. Oh yeah. Definitely a, a powder cake and a half. Now, Boyd, you said that uh, that uh, about a, a clip you had involving Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, I placed one in there. I placed one in there about the Virginia situation. All right, I gotta open up the messenger here on the clip computer so I can find it. There it is. It's uh, meet the the Virginia attorney educating thousands on the two A sanctuary. All right. So if I can get the clip to play here, it'd be nice. <coughs> regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed thanks for tuning in to another edition of bearing arms cam and company hope that you had a very merry christmas a happy hanukkah getting ready to welcome in the new year it is good to be back and we've got a busy show for you in fact we've got a lengthy conversation coming up in just mere moments with tim anderson who is an attorney in virginia uh, and he has been uh, getting a lot of uh, views for his Facebook videos talking about the Second Amendment Sanctuary Movement in Virginia, as well as the impending gun control legislation. Uh, sat down to talk with Tim uh, about this. It turned into a, a, a really broad and interesting conversation, uh, and I want you to take a look and a listen to what Tim Anderson has to say about what is coming in 2020 for Virginia gun owners. Tim, thanks so much for coming on the program, sir. It's great talking with you today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. You have uh, been all over the place, and I've been hearing your name uh, even before you and I had the chance to connect. I was actually in Buckingham County for the Second Amendment Sanctuary meeting, and the woman who was sitting next to me uh, shared one of your videos from Facebook with me and said, have you heard this guy? Uh, and since then, i got to tell you, I've heard a lot of people talking about uh, uh, your videos and and, and what you're saying about the Second Amendment Sanctuary Movement. So I'm going to ask, first of all, what, what inspired you to to get so active uh, in this movement in Virginia? Well, so uh, as an attorney, I've had this Facebook page for a long time, and, and I've made multiple videos about the law uh, over, you know, over my career. And, uh, you know, I do Second Amendment work in the context of felon restoration mostly. 
Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll do a video about how to get your rights restored if you were, you know, a felon or maybe if you were involuntarily put in a mental hospital or something like that. And I do bankruptcy work and we do other things. So we do, we've been doing these videos. When the Democrats uh, won in November, I said, you know what, I'm going to start paying attention to state government and watching how these bills are posting. And then when I when I decided to do that, I saw, you know, the first wave of bills come in, most importantly, like Senate Bill 16. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I, you know, I need to talk about this. Now, at the time, I only had about maybe 10 or 12,000 people that were subscribed to my page. So it wasn't a huge, you know, huge number, a good amount, but not a huge number. So I said, I'm just going to start talking to these people who know me and they trust me and they've been with me for a long time and ask them to start sharing the videos. And it didn't take too long until where we are now, we're at like 1.1 million uh, people connected to the page. Um, it went from 10 or 12,000 people to over a million in, in about a month. And I, I think that the reason for that is, is, and there's lots of people talking about these issues, but I think the reason that my videos are more popular maybe or have caught more fire is that I'm not trying to take a side. I'm not trying to be on the Second Amendment side all the time. I'm not trying to be on the left side all the time. I'm literally just saying, here's the bills. Let me dissect them for you. Now, you make a decision. You decide how you want to interact with your delegates and your senators. And I have always, every time, you know, my the entire purpose of this is just to educate the people watching so that they can, and, you know, rather than just yell at their delegate about hating gun laws, they can say, hey, look, Senate Bill 16 says this, 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 and this, and I disagree with that. And that way they can have a more informed conversation with their elected officials. And and so far, we have seen uh, the groundswell, and I'm not taking credit for anything, but we've seen, you know, the, the, the Commonwealth of Virginia, 100-plus jurisdictions have declared the, the sanctuaries. We've seen uh, Senator Sadlaw come out publicly and say he never intended on Senate Bill 16 becoming law, you know, after 100 jurisdictions, you know, swelled up. Right. Uh, we see Governor Northam saying, oh, yeah, of course we weren't going to make, you know, we're going to always have um, uh, a grandfather clause. And, you know, whether we agree with that or not is another thing. But, like, none of that was going to happen unless people started speaking up. And that's happened. And that's been really cool to watch. And I've had a front row seat to that not taking any or all of the credit for it, but I've had a front row seat to it and it's really neat. And every one of my videos that I make, I'm like, if you don't like this, here's the delegate to write to. If you don't like this, here's the senator to write to. And I suspect that these uh, senators and, and delegates probably get thousands of emails, uh, you know, once we publish. It's cool. It, it is really cool. And that's, you know, it, it's, on on one hand, it's sad that uh, it has taken this uh, to 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 generate this grassroots response. I, I think a defense of our constitutional rights. Uh, but on the other hand, as you say, it's been amazing to watch. It's been amazing to be a part of. I, I think that I've been to uh, ten different county commission meetings or county supervisor meetings over the, uh, the since the election began, uh, and, and I've watched these crowds grow. Uh, from, you know, I was in Amelia County the, the first night uh, that, that hundreds of people showed up just to, to ask uh, their county supervisors to, to have a vote. And then I was there for the meeting where there were like 800 people uh, packed into the high school as the supervisors actually cast their vote a month later. And to watch this phenomenon just continue to take shape, uh, it's really incredible. And I think the important thing to remember is we're still in the very early stages here. Uh, you know, I guess we've we've sort of had these Second Amendment sanctuary votes, um, but the legislative session has not yet begun. And we really have 
I think, a, a, a lot more chapters left to write in this story of how Virginians are standing up for their Second Amendment rights. You're so right about that. And one of the really cool things about uh, the movement has been this, is that uh, that you can pre-file a bill before the session starts on January 13th as a delegate or senator. And these delegates and senators were filing these pre-file bills, you know, about guns, 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 guns. And then once the backlash started happening, they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. There's not been a, a, a demonstratively decent Democrat bill that's been proposed uh, for, for a couple of weeks now. Now, here's an interesting thing. A, a Republican uh, filed a bill uh, last week on Friday that basically said it was in order to purchase a firearm, you had to demonstrate firearm competency, similar to how a concealed carry permit uh, uh, operate. I think it was House Bill 152. Um, and on Friday night, I did a video about this, and I said, this is what he's saying. I'm very surprised to see a Republican say this, but this is what he's saying. And by Saturday morning, he retracted the bill. He said, you know, I overwhelmingly got heard from the people of Virginia, and I'm retracting the bill. It was only my intention to try to make it safer. I wasn't trying to restrict rights and all of that. So, you know, so so we're seeing that. You know, we're seeing that happen. And what's 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 even more cool? You know, he's a Republican. I, I think he probably made a mistake, and you know, they're demonizing him for it. But I think he did have a good heart. He was just trying to make sure if you're buying a gun, you know how to use it. Um, but but. The Democrats aren't doing that. You know, Saslaw is not saying I'm going to withdraw Senate Bill 16. Our attorney general isn't saying, hey, I have some constitutional concerns with Senate Bill 16 myself. You know, there, you know, for, you know, for instance, uh, even in Maryland, there was not a registration requirement for the grandfather clause. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when they put their grandfather clause in, it didn't require a registration uh, of the firearm. And, you know, so so that's it. You know, that's an issue. And, and, and our attorney general you know, can't can't muster the courage to public, publicly come out and say, hey, some of these bills are going a little too far. We're going to, you know, have some talks with these people. I can't do it. So it and but what they're doing is, is they're demonizing the right people like me who are speaking out and saying that we are causing a, a panic. And, you know, I saw a Democrat yesterday say we're not coming after your guns. That's just not true. I mean, if you read multiple bills, they are absolutely coming after the guns, now, whether those bills pass. But don't say you're not coming after guns when you have a forfeiture clause in Senate Bill 16. It says you have to get rid of your gun or you're going to be a felon. Don't say you're not coming after the guns if those bills are still in consideration. Withdraw those bills. You know, Senator Saswell, withdraw that bill. Uh, you know, so that there's so that there's nothing on the floor right now where you are coming after us. But they those bills are still there. Nobody's withdrawing them. Yeah, you're right. And, and you know, and, and a lot of attention is being paid to Senate Bill 16, the, the outright uh, gun ban and the magazine ban. But, you know, there are so many other provisions that I, I think do go after, if not the guns that we own. Certainly our right to keep and bear arms, so whether it's the, you know, the gun rationing bill, the return of one gun a month, or uh, the universal background check bill, or, or the provision that, and this hasn't gotten a ton of, uh, of press, but there is a provision that would bar parents from allowing their, their minor children, you know, 17 years old, to have unsupervised access to a firearm. I mean, I live in rural Virginia. There are, I can't tell you uh, how many, you know, teens that, that my kids go to school with who are 16, 17 years old, they hunt on their family's property, they do it by themselves, they've been doing it for several years, 
Uh, I know as well that we've got families who allow their 16, 17-year-old children uh, to have access to a farm when they're home alone because police might be 30 minutes away if somebody tries to break in. And yet these parents would become criminals if they allowed their 17-year-old daughter access to a farm that she was trained to use and could handle responsibly for the purposes of self-defense. That is absolutely outrageous. Yeah. You know, here, here's, here's a, a talking point that I've been trying to say uh, along the way. Um, none of these are really gun bills, okay? None of these are really things that deal with guns at their heart. What the, what the point is, is how much government do we need in our life? And that's what this is really about. You know, how much, how much government do we need to tell us how to do something, you know, maybe firearms or voting or whatever, you know, whatever they're talking about? How much government do we need? And, you know, does a, does a guy who lives in southwestern Virginia need the government telling his kids that have grown up with firearms their whole life how old the, you know, the kid has to be? You know, there's a difference between 16 and 17 or there's a difference between 17 and 19. It, it's, <clears throat> it's just the government trying to put their thumb on people's lives. And, and that's really what this is. And it, it relates to guns in this particular conversation. <clears throat> but it's how much, how much are they trying to do that? Now, you know, maybe in a, in a rural, in an urban area, maybe, you know, somebody who doesn't, doesn't have guns or hasn't grown up with guns, maybe government does need a little bit more, you know, uh, control on certain people. But somebody in the, in the western part of the state and their kids have grown up with guns and shot their first gun when they were eight years old and have been hunting with their dad, it doesn't make any sense to tell them, oh, well, you're not old enough now. You know, the state just says you're not old enough to be able to, to properly handle a firearm. It, it's, it's that mentality. And that's the Democrats' motto on everything. It's more government, less individual decisions on everything. That, that's their, their base platform, more government, less personal decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, you know, we've seen the attorney general come out and say, uh, look, I expect that these laws are going to be uh, complied with and they're going to be followed. Uh, it says that the, the Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions have no legal standing, uh, which is, and look, the resolutions, for the most part, we've got a couple of counties that have actually established ordinances. Uh, but for the most part, we are talking about resolutions. I'm curious, though, you know, what is your take, Tim, on uh, what these counties specifically are, are doing and saying uh, in that, you know, we don't plan on, on spending public funds to enforce unconstitutional gun laws. Uh, sheriffs and, and even some Commonwealth attorneys are now coming out and saying uh, that they don't plan on using their office to uh, enforce unconstitutional gun laws. Do they have the ability and the power to do that? So we are a Dillon rule state. And what that means is, is that when the state passes a law, it's presumed to be a constitutional law. And the localities don't get to be the trier of fact of whether something is constitutional or not. It's, it's the court's job. Now, you know, that's the rule. And so when a gun law comes down, the, the, local, the local city or county doesn't have the authority to say, that's an unconstitutional law. We're not going to enforce that. Even if it were so much as this, let's say that, that Virginia said slavery is legal. We're going to let you have, you know, slaves again starting today. Even in that situation, uh, a locality couldn't say, well, that's unconstitutional. That clearly violates, you know, uh, the anti-slavery provision of the U.S. Uh, Constitution. They can't do it. It requires a court to do it. And until a court does it, the, uh, the cities and counties have to, by the Dillon rule, follow whatever their master tells them to do. But, but it's really 
more of an economic thing. Let me let me break the math down for you. Mm-hmm. So two and a half million gun owners in Virginia, and I'm going to be very conservative on the math here. Two and a half million gun owners in Virginia, let's just say 10% have what will be considered prohibited weapons uh, after July 1, whatever they're going to call prohibited weapons. Guns that they bought legally now, they are not allowed to have unless they register or do something else. So let's say half of them comply with whatever the mandates are, getting rid of the guns or – sorry. Oh, sorry. You no, you're fine. My, my phone uh, – uh, okay, I'll hear it. Sorry. So um, all right. So you have 2.5 million people. You have um, – 10% have guns that will be prohibited. So that's 250,000. Half of them will – uh, comply. So that's 125,000 people statewide that aren't going to comply. So those are going to be felons if something like Senate Bill 16 passes, right? Okay. So when you break that into jurisdictions, let's just say for a city like Suffolk, for instance, Suffolk has a, um, uh, would have about maybe 6,000 of those felons living in their, in their city, right? Well, what is Suffolk supposed to do? Are they supposed to go round up all 6,000 of these people and put them in jail? And if so, where would they put them? They don't have a jail big enough to hold 6,000 people anyway. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the local jail doesn't hold that many people. So how are they going to do that? It costs $100 a day to put somebody in jail. How, uh, it's going to cost, you know, you're going to lose all the tax revenue from these lawful people not being able to pay taxes. So, you know, just to the city of Suffolk, we did the math. And it is going to come out to about $250 million in, for the fiscal year 2019 or 2020 to 2021 for Suffolk to comply with something like Senate Bill 16. How are they going to do it? They don't have – there's not enough money. The only way you could do it is say we're not going to enforce any other laws and just come after the gun laws. And so, so really it's, it's a math issue more mm-hmm. than it is a – you know, uh, a, a sanctuary issue, the locality can't arrest 125,000 people in Virginia. They can't do it. There's nowhere to put them, and there's no money that would be able to support that. You know, I did a bill about, or I did a video about they're going to k- kick in $100 million to the Department of Corrections next year. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. I mean, you need $250 million just in the city of Suffolk. So, where's the money going to come from to be able to lock up all these people? And so, you, you can't you can't come into government on one election, okay, just one election, and say, hundred thousand people conservatively are now felons, and we have to go round them up. There's just no way to to mathematically do that, even in a state like Virginia. There's not enough money, and so that's really where the it, 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 where the, the 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 truth of these things are is that. That's really where we're going to have the most protection is, is the police just are too busy do, you know, actually chasing down real criminals. Now, obviously, as these things are working through the courts, if an AR-15 <clears throat> is illegal to own, you don't want to go walking into Walmart with your AR-15. I mean, the police will have to respond. But right. are they going to be able to come door to door and all that? I don't think so. Even with Congressman McEachin saying that he should activate the National Guard. There's not even enough National Guard to do that. I mean, there's just not enough people out there to be able to enforce the kind of laws that Senate Bill 16 wants to do. And that's where we really have our true, uh, our true, our true backstop on this is there's not enough money to enforce the radical laws that the Democrats would like to enforce. And if that gives viewers any hope, you know, that's that's where I see the protections at. Yeah. Well, I, and I. I-
Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. This is definitely, um, this whole situation is definitely uh, coming to a head, no doubt about it. George? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. That same discussion happened back when we had in 2013 with the Safe Act in New York. The numbers were gone over, and we had higher numbers than that on how many people had these uh, AR-15s and everything else that they said was an assault weapon because they broadened it because they changed the definition of assault weapon down to one attribute. It wasn't two or three, one. So if you had your grandfather's M1 carbine with a bayonet lug on it, that's an assault weapon now. It's ridiculous. And then there was even a discussion up in the state about an M1 Garand. They said, well, Garand, well, no, it, in the end they said it only holds eight rounds, so it's exempt. It doesn't, and plus it doesn't have a detachable magazine, so it's exempt. You know, the end of block clip does not count as a, a magazine. So, you know, that's where we get into the difference between when people say clip and magazine. There's a big difference. So, and block clip is not a magazine. And, and so we have to be exact about it because of things like this. So we looked at the numbers and everything up here in New York in 2013 and said no. And the state police and everybody said, you know, you can't. You don't have, you know, there's no way you're going to be able to go around the state and start locking everybody up. And what they settled with was if you're arrested for another crime and that illegal weapon is found, that'll be a secondary charge. But we're not going to go out of our way. This is the police were saying this. We're not going to go out of our way searching for people that have assault weapons. But if it shows up and you're arrested for something else, you are going to get charged for it. See, that's the same thing. And, and Virginia, I'm sure, is looking at that and taking the same, you know, attitude that New York did. Saying, okay, well, we can do that and we'll just bide our time, let them get used to it, boil that frog slowly. You know, turn up the heat slowly until it's accepted. That's the liberals' tactics. You know, come up with something totally fucking off-the-wall radical and then not do anything about it. Leave it on the books. But then slowly, let time go, little by little, incrementally, until finally, look, this has been on the books for 20 years, you're under arrest. But as I said, New York is a different animal than Virginia. Virginia, they got a 50-50. They got a good chance of fighting it. Up here in New York, we didn't. We did not have a good chance of fighting it. We're outnumbered. Well, the um, the, the Texas shooter, by the way, um, was a convicted felon. Just to let oh. everybody know, he was a convicted felon. But he still managed to get his hand on his hands on a gun. Okay? And this goes right back to what I've said so many times over the years. It goes right back to what I've said. And, it, and I'm going to say it again because apparently it needs to be said. If the, if the, if, 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 if the government, 
state government would apply funding to law enforcement to go hunting down these motherfuckers that are selling illegal firearms from the back of trucks, vans, cars, whatever, in the dead of night, or wherever they're doing it, even in broad daylight they're doing it. If they would just do that and start massively hunting the illegal gun sales going on, half the problems we see with with these mass shootings and and and, the, and shootings like what happened Sunday would would be would, would be lessened. They wouldn't be completely eliminated necessarily, but they would be far less than they are today. But the problem is the liberals' agenda is no, no. We have to, we have to, we have to, we have to take away all Next to impossible. Next to impossible. George. George. Hold, hold, hold on a second, boy. Hold, hold on. Hold on a second, boy. Let me finish. The the problem is the liberals will not do that. They don't want the police doing their job. Okay, and that's what bothers me the most about this whole situation. Go ahead, Boyd. Yeah, I just want to correct you. The Sunday you was not what, my opinion was, was 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 not a mass shooting. I I understand that. I was making I was I was I was making I was basically stating an opinion and an observation in general. I wasn't speaking necessarily. On that shooting in Texas. Okay, I know that wasn't a mass shooting. That I understand. My point, the point I was making, is in regards to the illegal gun sales that happen every day in our, in our cities and in, in towns across America. That the law enforcement officials' hands are tied from from dealing with because the funding isn't there for them half the time. If they had the funding necessary to do the job, it would it would be a, there would there would be less illegal gun sales on our streets that lead to at some point down the road a mass shooting or even a small shooting on a scale of what happened like what happened in Texas. Whether it's a mass shooting or not, an illegal gun was sold to someone, and obviously law enforcement's hands are being tied because they don't have the funding necessary to go out and investigate and find these illegal gun sales the way they should be doing. George, they can't control drugs. They're going to control illegal guns? Illegal guns, anything contraband that's been around since fucking day one. I'm sure the pirates, where do you think the pirates got their guns? Illegally. They stole them and everything else. Whatever they could do. In Canada, they take over fucking illegal weapons that have been around since Mankind, you know, the first caveman probably stole a club from the guy that he killed with a rock. What the fuck? Uh, you know, it's and then saying going after the guns is a solution. No, nah, that's not going to be easy, man. It's not going to. Doesn't matter what funding, they can't even have enough funding to take care of illegal drugs. All the gang members, all the trafficking, all the stuff interstate, all the forget it. That's not going to do it. But if you go out to the criminals and the lunatics, well, wow. Well, there's a different thing. But you can't because you've got liberals controlling the courts. 
So take the fucking activists off the benches, replace them with real judges, get the court system fixed. You're gonna see less of that shit. You wanna do you wanna do something about that? Make it hard on them. Say if you get caught with an illegal gun or a gun that has a serial number taken off or something like that, and you committed a crime automatically just for that alone, twenty years. Twenty fucking years. You stole that gun from the house or something, did they catch you with it? Right off the bat, you're looking at 10 years. You were trying to sell it, knocked up to 20 years. Go after the criminals, as far as that goes. That'll kill it. Same way they did with the ivory. Look what they did with the ivory trade. They more or less killed the ivory trade in America. Nobody wants to touch it because the penalties are fucking unbelievable. That did it. But they won't do that with the illegal. With the, well, we can't. We have to be compassionate because of the gang members. They came from poor families, and uh, yeah, we don't want to do that. We have to be humane. Get the fuck out of here. There's your problem. It's not funding for the police. Texas, what do you say? You know, man, uh, I'll be I'll be real with you on on something. You know, you you talk about you know what we should and shouldn't do, and go after the illegal gun traders and all that. But you know what, man, that's the same thing as the war on drugs. They don't want to yeah. stop that shit. They make too much fucking money on it. They're all involved in it, man. They're all involved in all this shit. It runs so damn deep, dude, it's unbelievable. It's all a it's all a fucking sham and a scam. Well I was merely offering one one thought, one opinion. That's basically all I was doing. No, man, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong on what you said. I mean, what you said is true, man. If they would go, they're not going to do that, though. They're not going to do it just like they're not going to go after the actual fucking drug lord. They're going to go and lock up everybody in America that just happens to have a drug habit that's trying to slang a little dope on the side so they can get their fix and act like they're the big drug dealers. They're not the fucking drug dealers. It's the same thing with the – they're not going to go. It's too dangerous. Hell, man, the cops, yeah, of course, deep in their soul and and, and most of their hearts, they want to bust those motherfuckers. They're fucking scared, dude. The shit runs so deep, and there's so many politicians involved. Man, Jesus Christ, dude. Hell, you're in New York, dude. That's some corrupt-ass shit going on over there. I hate to say it. I know you want out of there. Come to Texas, shit. We'll take care of you. Yeah, if I could afford to, tra- if I could afford to leave New York, I would. I don't know how you can afford That's... to leave New York. It's like all my friends that are leaving California. They're like, holy shit, man! We could spend two hundred bucks at the grocery store and eat for a fucking month. That's like two days in California. It's unbelievable, man. I mean, 
you're not wrong about what you said. It's just there's so much more to it, man, that I don't know if there is a simple, you know, black or white answer for all of this stuff, man. You know? What we should have done, done that, what we should have done that, what we should have yeah, they'll I never mean, be able to shut down ahead. the illegal trade like that. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever be able to shut it down. Same like they can't shut down the drug trade. Besides, they're making money from it. There's always going to be fucking a black market for shit. It's human nature. Well, look at it this way: one of these days, all of the illegal liberal guns will be employed legally. To protect our rights and our family. And I'll tell you what, just to underscore that, and I know this for a fact, which is even scarier for somebody that's listening out there, that there's a lot of stuff out there that I think would cause liberals to stay up and not sleep at night. There's some there's some heavy shit out there, out floating around. Uh, it's it's. They'd be amazed at what's out there, you know, which I, from when I was a little kid, I think I was 13, 13 or 14, my cousin and I were called over to this guy who was a garbage man, he was a junk man, and the guy said, you guys collected military stuff, yep, and he had two fucking military, big, like, foot locker, big long ones, one of them had a dismantled Ma Deuce fucking taking apart. Not all the parts were in it. The other the other one had the rest of the parts. The barrel and everything was in the other wooden crate with belts of fucking ammo. It was a complete deuce. And even as a kid, I looked at that and went, oh shit. Where did you... He brought it back from Korea. He was in the Air Force. He was in the Air Force. He put it on his plane and flew on with it. And then took it home. A complete fucking 50 cal. Are you, what? You said, are you want to make me an offer on it? No. No. What the fuck? What are we going to do with that? Go duck hunting? Even as a little kid, I was like, no. I don't know what ever happened to it. But there's a lot of scary shit floating around out there. So these liberals don't know what their plan was. If they, they have that arrogant attitude, they're, they're going to be surprised at what fucking comes up. I have no doubt there's a lot more interesting stuff than that still floating around. And that was from well, Korea. Mike, think, think of what came out of Vietnam. You could have went elephant hunting if you went if you lived in Africa. <laughs> One good thought. With a belt bed? Well, multiple elephants. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, but the bottom line is, you know, you're right. You know, like I said, you're never going to stop this shit. It's like trying to stop gravity. Are you going to stop gravity? Good luck in trying. I mean, you can try. <laughs> you can try all day long till you till you blue in the face and fall over backwards. Okay, but you're never going to stop it. Okay, it's just it's it's unfortunately that's the way that's the way it is with the drugs and all this. That's the same thing. Guns, same thing. Okay, you're never going to do it. Okay. There's 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 just too many out there now. If we lived, you know, 150 years ago when there wasn't a huge amongst population in the United States, hey, well, you might you might have more control over it then. Now, with what 245 something million people in this country, okay, no way. More guns than there are people. 
No, <laughs> sorry. Okay, <clears throat> and law enforcement, they got their hands full. I mean, look at what the look at what the fucking shit they had to deal with. Okay, Jesus Christ, man. Wow. Go ahead. Also, the technology that's out there that a lot of people it's common knowledge on how to modify a lot of the stuff that's already out there legally to make it very happy. So, are you kidding? If the shit ever hit the fan, I who are they? They're fooling themselves, aren't they? I mean, Mike, you know, you know, just for a fact, right now that you can go on, on the internet and you don't even have to be a gunsmith. All you got to do is file file a little certain areas in a gun that's semi-automatic and make it fully automatic. I mean, I've known that for years. Okay, just a simple little well, file job, that action down there, boom, turns into a fully automatic weapon. <laughs> you know, gun. The thing is training with it. Having just having a, a full auto doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're an expert. In, in a, to tell you the truth, I'm in the, I, I'd rather go up against somebody that wasn't trained with a full automatic than than somebody that had like a 12 gauge at close range. Yeah. Because you got to know how to control and what you're doing with a full auto. You got to, you know, just handing someone with a Thompson doesn't make them, you know. If somebody knows what they're doing with it, how to compensate, not yeah, that's a problem, you know. How's that? Thirty round well, let me, and fraction of a second. Well, let me um, jump in real quick here, guys. Um, we've got about an hour and five minutes remaining in the broadcast. Uh, just let everybody know about that. Number one. Uh, because there will be no, there is no overtime tonight. Uh, I just don't have it in me to do the to, to do it to do the overtime like I normally would. Also, New Year's Eve, there will be a New Year's Eve broadcast. We will not. I repeat, we will not be on Blog Talk Radio because of New Year's Eve. We will be on Mixler. And we will be on the What was that, Mike? Are the drinks on you? We're just trying to decide where to go. If the drinks are on you, then uh, I'm going to go This is a this is a no, this is a no alcohol zone. Sorry. Oh shit. Sorry. Can we bring our own? You know, no, bring I don't. I don't booze. Can we bring our Sorry. own? Yeah, BYOB. Well, bring your own. It's BYOBB. Bring your own bottle, buzzards. Okay, then we're good. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, now, now. Here's the thing. We will be on Mixler, and we will also be broadcasting on the video platforms because i i have I have software to broadcast on the video platforms, uh, like I normally would. Thank God I, 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 had, I, I had something that I could fall back on. I almost forgot about it. Now, with that, I want to let every, I want to make this announcement. I should have done it at the beginning of the show, but I didn't. A new, a new addition to the video uh, broadcasting, Firefox News Online is now being seen, not only on Periscope, dot tv 
Twitch.tv, Vaughn.live, but we are. But now this broadcast is being carried on DLive.tv slash Firefox News dash online. Again, that we are on DLive.tv. So, like an exhibitionist? I mean, are we talking like a trench coat in the city park type? No, TV? no. No, oh, no, okay. oh. I, really? oh, right. right. I just wanted to check, just wanted to make sure. All right. All right. Folks, I, 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 I really have to apologize for Mike sometimes because I think he, he just forgets that the, 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 the very fact that he, he, misunderstands, he misunderstands the very nature of the video broadcast. It's like watching a news broadcast on TV. The difference is I, we, we can sit here and say what the fuck is on our mind without having to worry about the network censors. Hey, want to hear, hear, hear a radio show? Want a candy bar? <laughs> oh, hey, don't pick on the radio show. Like that. That's not nice. That's not nice, pal. Don't, don't, don't do that. That's terrible. That is that is that is really terrible. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know, but I was able to uh, <coughs> test on D Live TV. Yeah, this, this I don't know who that guy was. White. B O I Pride zero zero three. Yeah, not happening. That person left. But you never bomb this place. You can't have right in the field of space. I'm sorry. When someone sits there and says liberals hate the white man, I'm I, that's why I questioned him about uh, the people of color question that I raised in the chat room. Uh, it, the name alone raised a lot of flags. Seriously. Oh, I was I was worried about that. What was the name of that town where that church was in? Um, white settlement. White uh, settlement. White settlement. I waited and held my breath. I think I thought to myself, "Here we go. They got, the liberals are going to latch on to the name of that town and demand that that name be changed." Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, just to let everybody know, also, uh, I have uh, from One American News Network uh, an article here regarding the Texas Attorney General. West Freeway Church was prepared to repel mass shooting. According to according to this, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton recently praised the good guys with guns that stopped the armed assailant at the West Freeway Church of Christ on Sunday. In a statement Monday, he said the church was fully prepared for a possible shooting, and the congregation was able to defend itself as well as prevent further loss of life. 
two people were killed, including the attacker, after shots interrupted a weekend church service. Paxton went on to highlight the importance of Second Amendment rights and prevention training in stopping mass shootings. My goal is really to solve the problem, so when you see an example of something that worked really well to prevent the loss of life, I'm not going to apologize for talking about it and hopefully encourage other people to follow a model, he stated. Because if that means we save one life, then they call that being political, then I guess that's political, but we end up saving a life. It's darn worth it to me. Now, Paxson said the FBI and state police are, invest- are, invest- are investigating the shooter's possible connections and motivations to prevent similar incidents going forward. This comes as an eyewitness to the tragic shooting and family member to the victim identified 64-year-old Anton Wallace as one of those killed in Sunday's gunfire. Wallace was a deacon at the church and had allegedly just handed out communion when the gunfire erupted. Police have still yet to confirm the report. However, Wallace's daughter, Tiffany, said she was there when her father was shot and ran to his side after he was struck. About to pray, and all of a sudden, the guy just stood up from the pew and turned towards my dad, and I guess he shot at the security guard, she, she recounted. It's our dad, and that's what hurts the most. The identity of the church security guard who took down the shooter has also been released as Jack Wilson, Police have applauded Wilson as a hero for reportedly drawing his weapon and fatally shooting the alleged gunman. They say this saved an untold number of lives and stopped the attack within six seconds. Now, there there was a live stream of the incident, and... Uh, I'm taking a look at it right now. Um, let's see the like, same video taken from the right I'm gonna side see of the altar. I, yeah, I'm going to see if I can pull it up on the on on the. Um, yeah, I think that's the only video available of it. The same one. I don't, I don't think they. I haven't seen multiple video cam, you know, camera feeds. Out of that church room. Yeah, this is this is a right angle of of the shooting uh, yeah. that took place. Um, shoot, trying to make adjustments here because. The video software I'm using is not easy to work with because I haven't worked with it in a long time, but it does work well. All right, I'm going to transition over to it. Now, folks, what you're about to see on on camera 
those of you watching, I'm going to warn you right now, what you're about to see is very graphic. So please, accept my humble apologies for the graphic nature of the video you're about to see. Now, you look to you look to the right, and you will see in just moments the shooter. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. It's over to the left. I'm I'm going to wind it back to that to that point. The shooter pulls his weapon. He shoots the deacon and one other person and then Jack Wilson who is to the far left takes aim shoots walks up on the on the on the alleged on the shooter and the shooter is down and he's standing over with, with with Wilson is standing over him with the gun drawn still there is another another person with a gun to the right here near where the, the pastor was at the center of the center front. And the pastor is standing behind that person. And in just a matter of at least six seconds, it, was, it, it, it happened. Minimum of six seconds. This could have ended far, far worse. Really could have ended far worse. This, this was a mass shooting potential. This was a potentially this was a potential mass shooting uh, that took place on Sunday. And what what was very frightening is the fact that this gunman, a convicted felon, got his hands on a weapon went into this church two people are dead yeah. plus it shouldn't have it shouldn't have this shouldn't have happened at all but the sad reality is it did happen and unless the liberals step back and and sit down and shut the Fuck up. Okay? This is the kind of... This kind of stuff is going to keep happening. But they don't want us to have guns. They don't want us to protect ourselves. They don't want us to have our Second Amendment rights. And this is what is frightening. Folks, in a, in a day and age when our rights under the Constitution are being usurped, circumvented, twisted by the liberal left, the time has come for us to stand up and say, fuck you, liberals, we're done with this bullshit. The 2020 elections are, are coming up. We're less than a year away. Time to put Pelosi into retirement. It's time to put Schumer into retirement. Feinstein into retirement. It's time to put a lot of these libtards into retirement. And put people in place that are not only pro Second Amendment, 
but definitely on the side of the American people. So, America, you've got a choice to make. We all do. It's either we stand up and be counted and, and, and make a lot of noise and go into that ballot box and say, fuck you, liberals, and vote them the hell out, Or, as I've often heard in recovery, if nothing changes, nothing changes. All right. So, based on what you just heard from the Attorney General of the, of, of the state of Texas, does this guy sound like he, like he's definitely on the side of, of, of the gun owner, or is it just me? I mean, it's not just you. I mean, I, I live in Texas, okay? <laughs> I know I know exactly where this fucking place is out there in White Settlement, okay? I've, I've done electrical work out there when I was doing electrical work, okay? Of course he's right, all right? I mean, we live in a fucking – we don't live in a utopian society. I'm sorry, okay? Wish we did, okay? But it's not going to be like, it's not gonna be like that, okay? Don't hold your, breath, hold your breath on it. So, yeah, I mean, these these idiots are going to get guns whether you like them like or not, Okay? I could go on the local website here in this county, in the in the uh, Ellis County Sheriff's Department, and you can see all the people that have gotten arrested by felons in possession of a firearm. Okay, <laughs> they'll send your ass up the river for about twenty years on that charge. On that charge alone. Okay, every time I leave here, I've been stopped two or three times. Okay, not even driving, just out with a friend of mine. Okay, they run me up and down, backwards, forwards, and upside down, and pink pokey dotted. Okay, make sure that I'm not a felon in possession of a weapon, which I'm not. I've never been convicted of a felony. Fuck no. Okay, and you know they're always looking for shit. You know that they're always on fishing expedition. But he's absolutely correct. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look, when I got my AR7, and I and I went and I passed that background check. I think Mike, Mike may have noticed the big ass smile on my fucking face. I mean, I had a smile a mile wide. Well, you did I that Toyota it. shit. You did that fucking Toyota crap. You were in midair clicking the heels. I remember, yeah, that was some of that. I don't remember doing the Toyota thing. Yeah, don't you remember the old Toyota ad where they're jumping in the air? I remember the old Toyota ad, but I don't think I, I don't yeah. think I did that. <laughs> yeah, you did. A band came up from behind you and there was confetti and shit. I remember that. Oh, will you yeah. stop? <laughs> Smart ass. Yeah. Probably like, a, like an 80-year-old woman on the other end of the phone went, yes, no. Yes, no. So they just you know, one word answers to all the gun dealers trying to process those forty four seventy threes. 
Maybe. I'll get back to you. You know, I, I actually thought about about doing something. Um, taking a copy of the 4473, right? And going to a, a liberal politician and saying, I have here a, a form that every American has to fill out in order to own something proper. I'm going to ask you a few of the questions that are on this. And I'm going to be watching you very closely for your as you answer. Let's see how, how well you do. I'm willing to bet that no liberal has ever even <laughs> taken a second look at a fucking 4473 once, much less ever. I don't think they'd understand what it was. Because in their minds, it's too easy to get a gun. All you need is your driver's license. That's what they think. They don't understand the process. Yeah, and and it's too easy for them to ask what the process really is. I mean, I had to fill out the paperwork. Submit the forty four seventy three. All that, all, everything that every, that every uh, first time gun owner has to go through, I went through. And I'll tell you what, I had my fingers crossed, my toes crossed, my eyes. If I could cross my eyes, I would have crossed them too. I knew I would pass the forty four seventy three, but you know. Didn't hurt to have you know to keep my fingers and toes crossed. It was a little tough on on the toes though because of you know wearing sneakers and all. <laughs> now, I want to I want to uh, step away from the from the gun uh, issue for just a moment. Um, over this past week, over the past week. Um, sadly, one of radio's noted personalities, a man who was who was as controversial as the day is long, someone who I used to listen to when I was growing up, passed away this past weekend. Don Imus of Imus in the Morning who originally started with WNBC Radio in New York, passed away at the age of 79. Don Imus had a, had a very big career. I mean, the man w- was well-known. But he also was not without his controversies, especially with what happened with that uh, girls' basketball team. He made his he made his his career playing music back in the seventies on WNBC radio. Moved on to uh, bigger radio ventures, even television, combined with his radio broadcasts. Ultimately, he turned his ranch into a place for children with cancer. 
to help them. Don Imus was a was a radio icon. I remember listening to Don Imus on the way to school. One of the bus drivers would bring his radio and he put on WNBC. And of course, one of one of one of his one of Don Imus's signature characters on the radio was the Right Reverend Dr. Billy Saul Hargis of the First Church of Gooey Death and Discount House of Worship in Del Rio, Texas, the gold buckle of the Bible Belt. Every time I listened to that, my brother would even quote some of the stuff. It was it was classic. Don Imus. May have had oh. his, his may have had his problems. He battled with he battled with cancer. He battled with drug and alcohol abuse, but through it all, he did the he he brought a lot of entertainment to the people, and he he brought a lot of joy to young children battling cancer. Don Imus of Imus in the Morning fame was lost to us this past weekend at the age of 79. We lost a lot of people this year. A lot of people. One of the many people that was lost was Star Wars famed Wookiee, Peter Mayhew, who played the role of Chewbacca. I can't rattle off all the people that was lost this past during the course of 2019, at least not tonight. But tomorrow, on the New Year's Eve broadcast, as we say goodbye to 2019 and hello to 2020, with your own bottle, I can almost guarantee we'll all have something to share. With your own bottle. <laughs> You said something to share. You know something, Mike? Sometimes I have to question your sanity. Because I'm more than welcome to come over. I got a root beer for you, George. IBC. I'm not cutting any corners. None of that cheap fucking whodunit America's Choice stuff. You're going to get the IBC good root beer. That's the only one I drink, IBC. That's my favorite. See, I'm going to be toasting in the new year with sparkling apple cider. I hope the apples are from America, not from China. You better read the back of that fucking label. It's American made. Okay, good. Why aren't you getting a craving at 2 in the morning for egg rolls? Uh, If I get a craving for an egg roll at 2 o'clock in the morning, something is definitely fucking wrong. Uh, (laughs) Holy shit. Something wrong here. I swear I am surrounded by some of the craziest of people. <coughs> so what happened? Says, I'm almost, I'm almost, almost afraid to bring it up. But what, what happened with the uh, with the Pelosi shit and the shift? Somebody said something happened to uh, to shift that embarrassed him. Uh, 
Then he, he got caught. Something else. I don't know. Something was on the radio about him. But his lying was exposed. And uh, somebody asked him out right on the video. He wasn't forthright. But they didn't have the balls to say, did you lie? Instead, they worded it, well, you weren't forthright. Get the fuck out of it. That means he lied. Stop with the fucking $3 words. Use the 25 cent ones. He lied. Dress it up. Did you hear anything about it? I haven't heard anything. And uh, I don't see anything. Uh, but then again, I, I'll look it up. But um, get a load of this. NBC News' Chuck Todd suggests Trump voters want to be lied to. Believe in fairy tales like Noah's Ark. Is this guy fucking for real? Yeah, they're for real, man. That's about as fucking stupid as them with their goddamn uh, fucking transgenders telling fairy time stories to the kids while, while, you know, your boy dressed in a girl's dress as your your child or your grandchild on their lap. Jesus Christ. Talk about Fantasy Island. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. Chuck Todd suggesting that voters want to be lied to, believe in fairy tales like Noah's Ark. What the fuck is this idiot's problem? Is he that fucking stupid? Is he that brain dead? Apparently he well, is. Somehow because... I'm sure that they're trying to attack Trump and the Trump supporters somehow, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it says here that on Sunday's installment of Meet the Press, Todd spent much of the show focused on the spread of misinformation in the media landscape. But during a panel discussion, he pointed to a letter to the editor of the Lexington Herald Leader from last January, something Todd thought was a fascinating attempt to explain why so many Americans support President Trump. The letter read, why do people support Trump? It's because people have been trained from childhood to believe in fairy tales. This set their minds up to accept things that make them feel good. The more fairy tales and lies he tells, the better they feel. Show me a person who believes in Noah's Ark, and I will show you a Trump voter. This gets at something, Dean, that my executive producer likes to say, hey, voters, want to be lied to sometimes? They don't always love being told hard truths, Todd told New York Times executive editor Dean Baquette. Yeah, okay. Chuck Todd, you're a fucking idiot. Seriously, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, how in the hell do you sleep at night with all this liberal garbage in your brain? Well, it'd be and, funny if uh, Noah's Ark got recreated and uh, Chuck Todd was the first person to drown. 
George. Welcome Am to I? New York. I'm over, the, I'm over the border. Yippee. Yay. Long live Como. I made it back. Yeah. Oh, there's a sign. Oh, fuck. It's glow in the dark, too. It says, bend over. We love you. Fuck. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Welcome to New York. Oh, that is so nice. I made good time. Oh, good time. Well, Billy just showed up in the chat room in the last couple of minutes. He says, oh, yeah, that's right. The Dems are so honest. (laughs) So any more talk about Pelosi coming loose with the uh, impeachment file and turning it over to the Senate? Have they said anything today about it? Uh, Anything over the weekend? Do you hear anything Friday? I haven't. Uh, I've been hearing stuff, but it's been the same stuff that's been reha- been rehashed since she decided to hold the impeachment articles. Let's see. Adam Schiff. If there's anything here. Bullshit. Yep, it's all bullshit. Wasn't there a car horn that made a bull sound? Ooh, I forget what the fuck. Wasn't there one years ago? A bull horn? Hmm. For the car. I thought there was one you used to be able to buy. About five hours ago, the New York Post put something out. Why Adam Schiff doesn't want anyone talking to the whistleblower. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Maybe that was it. The truth behind House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff's role in engineering President Trump's impeachment may soon come out. Just to watch a nonprofit group promoting government transparency is suing to get the whistleblower's emails. That's good news, because no matter what comes of Trump's Senate trial, Schiff should be held accountable for his devious methods. The public also needs the truth about the so-called whistleblower. Real whistleblowers deserve to be treated like heroes. But Eric Ciaramella, the man Judicial Watch many media accounts have identified as the whistleblower and who doesn't deny it is no hero. No shit. <clears throat> to dignify Ciramella with the term whistleblower misrepresents what he did. Sure, he filed what is technically called a whistleblower complaint, but he had no firsthand knowledge of Trump's controversial July 25 phone call or, motiv- or motivations. Every allegation in the complaint with I learned from multiple U.S. officials or multiple officials told me or officials with direct knowledge informed me. Just gossip. He never names any sources. Jermella acted as the anti-Trumpers front man. As for courage, 
not a power. Compare him to real whistleblowers. Jay Raynard, the top transportation safety administrator in Kansas, this month, say is lowering metal detectors to short He went on to warn against sacrificing safety for convenience. Schiff's own role in launching the complaint under wraps. 
but the truth about Schiff's intrigues will likely be uncovered in the emails Judicial Watch is seeking. Sadly, too late to spare the nation from impeachment. And this was put out by Betsy Mattai, former lieutenant governor of New York. Wow. Interesting, huh? Mm, yes. Very interesting. Yeah, that was the one they were talking about it on the radio. Oh, Billy put something in about MSNBC telling people to go out and protest in mass. They gave examples on where it worked in recent history. Hmm. Let me see here. Let's put this clip in motion. Let's see what's being brought out about this here. Hmm? From when this place was founded in 1962, it was about 4% success rate for leukemia. Okay, this is a St. Jude uh, advertisement, so I'm going to just turn the volume down until it clears. And Boyd, that's that's one thing I might suggest uh, checking from uh, from now on is your junk email uh, box. Oh, hold on a second here. Now i got to wind it back. Welcome back. Now to a powerful tool with potential to shake things up and move the needle against Donald Trump and the impeachment fight. First, the context. Here are Trump's job approval numbers from the start of his presidency. Until the month before the whistleblower complaint, Democrats, independents, and Republicans all held different views, but they were remarkably steady. Then... The dam broke. Public on-camera admissions of guilt. By the way, likewise, China should start an investigation into the Biden. But to be clear, what you just described is a quid pro quo. We do that all the time with foreign policy. Was there a quid pro quo? As I testified previously, with regard to the requested White House call and the White House meeting, the answer is yes. Those bombshells led to Trump's impeachment, but you can see the polling numbers fairly moving. Previously, Democrats had looked to the impeachment hearings to sway public opinion. Now there's talk the Senate trial could do the trick, and that might happen. But there's another tactic that has already succeeded in pressuring and even removing heads of state. In other countries, a tactic Trump's opponents aren't deploying yet, mass protests. 
Let's look at South Korea. 2016, the conservative president had an iron grip over her party, but the majority in parliament was liberal. Having won a landslide victory in the country's midterm elections, that's when the conservative president committed a crime and then admitted it in public. Prosecutors have claimed that this woman, a longtime friend of President Park Jung-hee, used that connection to shake down companies and top executives for millions of dollars, including the head of Samsung, even paying for a horse for her daughter. And then the protest started. Hundreds of thousands of South Koreans stormed the streets demanding impeachment. The protest started small, but eventually grew into the millions. Still, liberals in the Congress, they didn't have the vote. Liberals held 178 seats in Parliament, but they needed 201 to actually impeach the president, which meant swaying at least 23 conservatives to vote for impeachment to get to 201. So how'd they get here? That's the big question. For 20 straight weekends, millions showing up to protest for the removal of the president. After enough time and people and energy, conservative lawmakers understood which way the wind was blowing. South Korea's parliament has introduced a bill to impeach and battle President Park Geun-hae, the extremely unpopular park whose approval ratings have dropped to 4%, has seen her presidency engulfed by a corruption scandal. Yes, you heard it right. The parliament introduced a bill to impeach the president based on the crime she admitted to doing. And with the pressure of, you guessed it, mass protests, there came results. The South Korean parliament has voted to impeach President Park. So the South Korean parliament has voted uh, 234 votes uh, in favor of the impeachment. The liberals were able to swing 62 conservatives after the impeachment vote. The bill went to the country's constitutional court, which, despite its name, is not actually a court, but a nine-person body, which actually decides on constitutional issues. Violent protests broke out in South Korea today after the country's constitutional court removed President Park Gun-hae from power. There were protests in South Korea today after the president was forced out following a stunning corruption scandal. And there are other examples. Brazil in 2016, the president impeached and removed after millions hit the streets. Ukraine in late 2013 and early 2014, protests helped force out Ukraine's president. In the Trump era, we've seen mass protests, notably the Women's March and the eruption of anger over the travel ban. But there has not been sustained, mobilized protesting over impeachment yet or the underlying issue of corruption. And it's, of course, not clear how successful they would be. But... For Trump's opponents, desperate to break the logjam and pressure Republicans, it is a potential approach that has led to the ousting of heads of state when the odds seem stacked against it. And short of influencing the impeachment trial itself, it's something that could have broader political impact on the 2020 election in November. I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. They are under fire from all sides for this whistleblower complaint. What exactly do you hope Zelensky would do about the Biden after Okay. So it would appear that MSNBC is trying to convince people to uh, do mass protests.
We lost Mike on the call. Hopefully he calls back soon before we go off the air. But uh, I don't know. Let's let's find out what you guys think. Uh, let's start with you, Mark, over, over there at Internet uh, Texas Internet Radio. See what uh, what your thoughts are on what you just heard. I continuously hear blah, blah, blah every time it's about all of that stuff. I really, I'm disgusted at the state of affairs in this country. I really am very disgusted at, at the, uh, at the Democrats and, and pretty much everything they stand for and what they've done to our country. I was, you know, just like in listening to that, I'm just reflecting back. On, on the atrocities of, of 2019 has been a really, if you really just rewind the tape, you know, before we go into the new year, we've seen a lot of bullshit. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's that we have. Listening to that, that's what made me think of. Like, when is it going to end? When is it going to stop? When are people going to be held accountable? When is something going to happen that doesn't involve taking away a right or adding another law or uh, just win. That's all I got. All right. Boyd, what about you? Did they say something? That was worth anything for me to listen to. I don't. I don't think so. I don't remember. I never heard anything. Well, apparently not. All right, Gunslinger. What do you think? Do you think? Uh... What do you think of this uh, attempt by by the left-leaning media to uh, rile people up in, in protest against Trump and the Trump supporters? Sounds like uh, another run of 20, uh, another uh, 2016 attempt to get people like Antifa to get to get off their to get up in our faces. Well, you know whose side they're on. They're not on the right side. They're on the left side. So any tactic that the left side can use to stir up trouble, and that's what they're going to do. It's going to be it's going. You think 2016 was a ride? You wait till 2020 uh, election here, you know. So, but that's what their goal. That's what their that's what their motive motive of operandi is. Is to stir trouble, you know, and just do it because oh Trump's going to win again. You know that. But that's the only thing they can do. They can't. They can't win. So they have to go out and cause trouble. And what better way of doing it? Feed them bullshit. Go out with the mass media. Feed them bullshit. That feeds the public bullshit. And there you have it. Round two. Same book. Chapter two. Good. Well, 
way I see it is their attempts at trying to persuade the anti-Trump crowd at going out there and 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 going and going in protest, you know, against Trump, but also going after Trump supporters. It, it's it's going to lead to um, it's going to lead to to a lot of problems. And personally, by rights, if it turns out, and think about this, guys, if it turns out that people like like MSNBC and CNN convince people to protest against Trump and protest against all of us who support Trump, there's going to be fights in the streets. I can see it coming. I've got a gut feeling on this. You watch. We haven't heard anything out of Antifa yet, but it's I got a feeling that's going to happen soon. Well, that you know, it's just like it goes. Yeah, it's it, it, it just a matter of time. That's all it is. I mean, you know, it's you've heard of the uh, ticking time bomb. Tick, 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 tick. Well, eventually, when that ticking stops, that's when you better worry. Okay, as long as that bomb is ticking, it ain't too bad. Yeah, it's a bomb. Okay, yeah, I agree. As long as it's ticking. But what happens when a bomb stops ticking? Blows up, don't it? Ask any bomb expert. Hell, I've I've heard that over years and years. As long as it's ticking, you're still pretty good. But if if that thing stops ticking, tick, stop, boom. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the um the overall issue now is um when when you when you look at uh, where the left is, and Billy said it in the chat room. He said they're desperate, and, and and he's right. They are, they are truly desperate right now. You know, and it's that desperation that kind of makes you wonder what's going to come down the pipe. Could this lead to more yeah. issues? Go ahead. We're going to say desperation is the world's worst cologne. Hmm. Yeah, and I and, and Stevie said 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 it. Uh, put it put it plain and simple. So much blood will be lost. That's what bothers me about this coming election. When it came to when Trump became the nominee for the Republican Party, we saw Antifa come out en masse. We saw a lot of people getting attacked and, and not just verbally but physically. So the anti Trumpers are gonna are gonna be out en masse again. I can I can feel it in my bones. You know? And 
I hate to be the one to tell them this, but I got bad news for all of them anti-Trumpers that think they're going to do something against the Trump crowd. They're going to find out real quick the pro-Trump people are going to take one look at the anti-Trump people and say, go ahead, motherfuckers, try something. You want to take us on? That would be a mistake. Well, Stevie says we're headed toward another civil war. Yeah, instead of it being the North and the South, this time it's going to be the left versus the right. And that's what and, and, and that could lead to a lot of blood being spilled. That's what I'm afraid is gonna end up happening. George, it's already started on, on social media and on the internet, man. Oh yeah. It's, it's already, already started. started. Yeah. yeah. I mean they've been people knocking yeah. yeah. We're in a soft civil war right now. It's not really turned that much violence. Yes, there has been violence in the street, okay, in 2016, yeah. It hasn't really turned real 100% violence. And I'm talking about guns and blood and shooting people, okay? This is we're – we're in a civil war. It's a light civil war right now, okay? Wait till the guns come out. Then you're going to really see a civil war, and that's sad. Go ahead. Uh, Lose audio. I can hear y'all. Oh, Uh, I had the wrong dial turned. Yep. Look, it's going to come down to this. The left versus the right, the battle lines were long since drawn. And what, it, what, what I fear is coming once 2020 gets underway, there is going to be a massive battle between the left versus the right. Only when it comes right down to it, the Trump supporters are going to look at the anti-Trump people and go, you want to do something? You want to get froggy? Go ahead and jump. We'll be more than happy to uh, give you a bloody nose. Or worse. Feel free. Because this time, we're not backing down. That's what I see coming down the pipe. I, I, I hope to God I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. I truly don't think I am. Did what? 
So now, I think it's a safe bet as we uh, come up on the final six minutes of the broadcast. I think it's a safe bet that all of us, all of us who, who believe in freedom, all of us who believe in the Constitution, all of us who want to see this country survive and thrive the way it has under President Trump, we want to see this country succeed. Remember how President Trump said during the 2016 campaign, we'll get tired of winning? (laughs) I ain't got tired of winning yet. I want to keep winning. I want to see this country win, 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 win. It's kind of like that song. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Well, guess what? Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. And all those anti-Trumpers, they're going to want to run off the field because they don't want to see the shitstorm that's coming at them if they decide to get a little bit froggy and a little bit dangerous. I want to take this opportunity before the broadcast goes concludes for the night to uh, thank Mike Gunslinger, Boyd, Mark of Texas Internet Radio, of course, Iggy Mom, Billy, and uh, all the uh, guests that are, that are sitting there in the elsewhere department. But, of course, I want to thank all of you who are watching and listening through the archives. feels good to be back on the, uh, on the video broadcast once more. I didn't, think I'd, I didn't think I'd be back on this week to do video, but we're here, live, large, and in charge, as always. And we added a fourth video feed, dlive.tv slash Firefox News dash online. So everybody kept saying, George, you ought to check out DLive.tv. Well, guess what? We did more than just check it out. We are there. In a final in a quick final thought. Somewhere along the line, line. I'm reminded of the importance of protecting that which is most precious to us all, our rights and freedoms. Everything that is laid out in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, protecting this grand republic, America was founded as a republic. It was never meant to be a democracy. That's not what it was founded as. But over the decades, people kept referring to it and keep referring to it as a democracy. 
I truly wish people would understand that when this country was founded as a republic, that's what it was meant to be. The problem, those with more money than I've got and more clout than I'll ever think of having, decided a long time ago to put democracy as the as the catchphrase and claim America as a democracy. Take the time to Google the word democracy and also Google the word republic and read those two definitions. You'll be mildly surprised at what you see. And believe me, a republic like America is damn worth defending, always. I'm George Sinzer, and for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. Tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central and 8 Pacific Time, Firefox News Online's New Year's Eve Blitz Bash, call it what you will, goes live, large, and in charge. We will not be on Blog Talk Radio, but we will be on Mixler and the four video platforms. So be sure to join me tomorrow night. Same FFNO time, same FFNO channels, or something like that. Until next time, America, take care of yourselves. And do me a favor. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, don't name it after me. All right, check uh, check out later. Night all. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. If you have any comments you'd like to share, we'd like to hear from you. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. And if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to send our way, you can send them to WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. Firefox News Online airs Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on multiple broadcast platforms. Go to Facebook.com slash FFNOP. That's Facebook.com slash FFNOP. Or you can go to Facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist. That's Facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist, where you will find the links to all the live broadcasts. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition of Firefox News Online. Fair, balanced, and always responsible.
let it be written, so let it be done. Oh, <laughs> 